Today's guest is Liz Miley. Liz is a stand-up comedian, author, and podcaster. When Liz was only 22, she appeared on Comedy Central's Live at Gotham. She was also on Comedy Central's This Week at the Comedy Cellar. Please welcome the hilarious Liz Meatley. Hi. How are you? I'm good, um, especially since school ended a while ago. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. So, um, I start off every episode by asking the guest, what's the worst heckler you have ever had? Um, I've had a lot of them. Um, I don't know if I can tell the story to you. Um, <laughs> uh, I I had a, a bunch of guys at a bachelorette party. Oh, geez. A, ba- a bachelor party, because mm-hmm. they're men. Mm-hmm. So they were at a bachelor party. They were sitting up front. It was a mm-hmm. show in Connecticut. And they were just loud and interrupting me and just being a-holes. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if I'm on a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was really mean to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deservingly so. And mm-hmm. I was really mean about basically telling him that his future wife made a mistake Uh oh yeah a real jerk and Mm -hmm. at first it was kind of lighthearted, but Mm -hmm. then I think I hit a nerve and Mm -hmm. I could see in his eyes Uh that I hurt his feelings and Uh I had an opportunity to apologize and Uh kind of trail back and I Uh didn't and they all got up and left and everybody Mm -hmm. felt like I was in the right Mm -hmm. but I Mm -hmm. took it too far Mm -hmm. and he might have not been my worst heckler, but mm-hmm. it was probably one of the interactions with the heckler I still regret, and that was probably, mm-hmm. like, four years ago. Yeah, um, it's, like, one of those things where, like, you don't know if you were good or bad. Like, you made the rest of the audience happy, but then again, you made them really upset. Yeah, and they were in the wrong for interrupting mm-hmm. me, and, and they were doing it consistently, mm-hmm. and yeah. I asked many mm-hmm. times for them to mm-hmm. stop, but they were... They were jerks, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I have every right to defend myself, mm-hmm. but I, I can acknowledge that mm-hmm. I took it too mm-hmm. far, and I mm-hmm. could have handled it better, mm-hmm. and I and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear this that... Is, this is recording on your end, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I hear that, um, like, bachelorette and bachelor parties are the worst. They are. Because mm-hmm. isn't, like, everyone, like, obnoxious and everything about it? Well, you have to understand that... For most people mm-hmm. that don't perform, mm-hmm. that's their big day. Yeah. Getting married, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hanging out with their mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. on this this thing mm-hmm. is their big yeah. day, and they want the attention. Mm-hmm. And I think people mistake mm-hmm. a comedy club mm-hmm. as fun, but it's it's fun in the sense that people are sitting and enjoying the show mm-hmm. and we're performing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. those type of people, they mm-hmm. want the attention on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. they... They get drunk, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and they, they try to make the attention about mm-hmm. them, and that's that's not what my job is. My job isn't to give you attention. Mm-hmm. My job yeah. is to give everybody a performance. Yeah, once I was watching this guy named Steve Hoffister on YouTube, and there was this heckler who actually, like, was, like, sort of, like, got attention, like, crazy, and she sort of, like, she went to the front of, like, the stage and just bowed. Yeah, people do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, you have to be prepared for everything, mm-hmm, yeah. sadly. Mm-hmm. I start, I'm start. i starting to um get, like, um 
I'm starting to like sort of have an arsenal of like heckler comebacks after um this one show. I did a joke about how I have autism, and there was this other comedian a few, um like, um like a few slots after me, and he said something like "stupid autistic kid." Hmm. Yeah, well, I I don't even I didn't I know he know he said that, but like I wasn't paying attention really, and I was just like, ooh, okay. It's like, like, it's, sometimes I get offended when someone insults me, then sometimes, like, the person's just, like, so stupid, that's funny, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think you also Mm -hmm. learn, whoever it is, whether it's another comedian Mm -hmm. or an audience member, Mm -hmm. that it's their insecurity. Yeah. I mean, especially, how old are you? Um, 12. You're 12, and you're doing something Mm -hmm. most adults aren't brave enough Mm -hmm. to do, and that can cause Mm -hmm. people to be insecure and take their insecurities out on you. And I get tons of people Mm -hmm. that leave awful messages Mm -hmm. on my YouTube Mm -hmm. and on my Instagram. They say mean stuff about Mm -hmm. my appearance, Mm -hmm. my comedy, who I am as a person, Mm -hmm. even though they don't know me. Mm -hmm. And it really helps to just Mm -hmm. remember it really Mm -hmm. has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Most people leaving mean, mm-hmm. most people wouldn't leave mean comments. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I watch your comedy and I don't like it, mm-hmm. I ignore it. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. But somebody that's insecure or hates their mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. or is just deeply mm-hmm. sad, what they do is they think, well, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ruin their day. Yeah. And you're like, that's a horrible way of handling mm-hmm. things. So I just mm-hmm. kind of remember whether it's a heckler mm-hmm. or a mean comment mm-hmm. that those are people that mm-hmm. are deeply unhappy and and yeah. that's sad for them but it's not my problem yeah i totally understand that so you what inspired you to write your books why cats are assholes mm-hmm. <laughs> um i'm a big i'm a big cat nerd mm-hmm. i love cats um both my parents are veterinarians mm-hmm. and um uh i take way too many pictures mm-hmm. of my cat mm-hmm. pasta and every cat like mm-hmm. in new york city there's bodega cats mm-hmm. that live in you know the delis and bodegas and i like stray cats whenever i tour around the world depending on what country you're in there's mm-hmm. a lot more stray cats than you would find mm-hmm. in the u.s like mm-hmm. if you went to turkey or mm-hmm. egypt or um thailand mm-hmm. it's just stray cats everywhere mm-hmm. and i get really national mm-hmm. geographic and i'm on the ground taking mm-hmm. pictures so i've just yeah. always been mm-hmm a giant cat lady um mm-hmm. in that sense and uh i was approached by an editor because i have a lot of jokes from my my three albums mm-hmm. about cats mm-hmm. and he liked my perspective and he approached me about writing a cat book mm-hmm. and i yeah. presented what i would do and um mm-hmm. now it's now it's a book yeah like didn't you like stretch that book out to like 200 pages i don't like the word stretched that makes it seem like it doesn't have value oh well i don't mean by that <laughs> but like you found so much stuff about two like you know enough about cats is what i meant for 200 pages yeah so it's 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 silly like keep in mind yeah. it's a, basically mm-hmm. 200 pages of mm-hmm. silly cat stories mm-hmm. and jokes about mm-hmm. cats but i i did a lot of research like i've always mm-hmm. like i used to learn about mm-hmm. egypt when i was a kid because mm-hmm. i knew they worshipped cats mm-hmm. like ancient egypt so it's about how mm-hmm. and then i went to japan and mm-hmm. did comedy a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. it was like a giant cat cafe mm-hmm. everything had cats on it so it was really about finding out where this love for cats went why mm-hmm. we hear so many people say mm-hmm. they don't like cats the connection between mm-hmm. cats and witches mm-hmm. Um, my opinion on how I think you should name a cat, mm-hmm. um, why uh, certain cats are indoor cats and why some mm-hmm. cats are outdoor cats. So there's there's some factual mm-hmm. validity to my research, and mm-hmm. then there's also just me being silly and mm-hmm. joking about stuff like yeah. how to name a cat. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, 
like that must take a long time to write a 200 page book um it depends on how uh focused you are yeah. i think some days i could bang out like four thousand words mm-hmm. uh keep in mind it's probably like forty-five thousand words Jeez. um so on 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 a good day i could probably you mm-hmm. know type out four thousand on a bad mm-hmm. day it was mm-hmm. 300 words like mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's it it takes patience mm-hmm. and it takes um a lot of snacks mm-hmm. I ate a lot of snacks mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I remember when I was younger for some reason I tried to write a memoir even though I'm only I was only 11 at that point I was like yeah I can write a memoir I can make this like 400 pages uh, it happens yeah I only got eight pages done well, you've only had about eight pages of life. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so why did you name your book Why Cats Are Assholes? Um, because I think most cat lovers have a love-hate relationship mm-hmm. yeah. with their cat. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her. She's the mm-hmm. best thing in my life, mm-hmm. but she also has peed on everything mm-hmm. I love Uh-oh. and bites yeah. me if I pet her too mm-hmm. much and by mm-hmm. too much more than a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she... I think the reason that people don't like cats, mm-hmm. there's some validity mm-hmm. to it, but the reason mm-hmm. people love cats is mm-hmm. because they kind of like the boundaries that mm-hmm. they put on yeah. our relationship. Mm-hmm. Dogs are just ever-loving, mm-hmm. doesn't matter, mm-hmm. they just love you to a mm-hmm. fault. And cats, they have rules and boundaries mm-hmm. and uh, uh, can switch on a dime, and I, yeah. I think I like the challenge, but mm-hmm. I also, yeah. it can piss you off. So I think yeah. it's just about the mm-hmm. nature of mm-hmm. how cats are... Mm-hmm. Not always the pet you want, yeah. but they're they're you accept them the way they are. Yeah, I actually my brother has two favorites. It's it's a mess, but <laughs> I, I'd rather have like a cat like one. Like cats are cute and all, but I don't like like I'm like oh I love them. But then once I was at my grandma's house and the cat jumped on the table and I had no idea they did that. I like started freaking out. I was like, what the hell is this? Like I try, I don't know what I forget but i was like going insane i was like how do they do this like it's crazy how they can jump like on such high fins yeah i mean and that stuff's like in mm-hmm. the book about how they're mm-hmm. really good at mm-hmm. um jumping from uh high places and always mm-hmm. landing on their feet and how they're very agile mm-hmm. and um they're just better than us yeah well i don't, I don't think i'd say better <laughs> but um so what made you want to be a stand-up comedian So I discovered it pretty young. I discovered it when I was like 13, 14 years old, and I just loved it. I'm one of five kids, and um, I didn't have a lot of attention or very positive attention growing up, but we always liked to laugh. Like, I used to watch SNL and, you know, funny movies, and it was always a great way to put my parents in a better mood if they were in a bad mood. And so I discovered stand-up, and I'm dyslexic, so I'm not good at spelling. I'm not good at writing. I'm a really bad reader. I'm really bad at math. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked writing, mm-hmm. but I didn't want anybody to see my writing mm-hmm. because I was bad at it. Mm-hmm. And this felt like a perfect combination mm-hmm. where I got to have my thoughts and ideas put out there, but nobody ever saw my physical writing. Yeah. I would perform mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So they couldn't see that I spelled mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. wrong or it was a mm-hmm. run on sentence or whatever it is that I was always mm-hmm. getting in trouble with at school. So mm-hmm. I think to me, I've always wanted to make people laugh, and then I've always enjoyed writing, and this was the perfect combination of it. Yeah, I understand that. 
a lot. Like, um, like, I used to not be very funny at all, and then somehow, like, magically I got funnier, but, and then I started reading books on how to, like, be a comedian and stuff like that. Like, and it's sort of addicting to make people laugh. Like, I know it sounds a little odd to say that making people laugh in this, laugh is an addiction, but, like, as a stand-up comedian, you feel that way. Yeah, well, it, you, it releases endorphins. Yeah. Like, I think in general, um, whenever you do something that's mm. positive, it, it makes, it literally yeah. releases feel-good mm-hmm. hormones inside mm-hmm. you. I don't know if it's hormones, but feel-good feeling yeah. chemicals inside you. Mm-hmm. And I think this world is so hard mm-hmm. and so many people are criticizing mm-hmm. us or telling we didn't mm-hmm. do something and there's so mm-hmm. many stresses that mm-hmm. this is like the one time in your day mm-hmm. where... It feels nice. Yeah. People are being mm-hmm. people are appreciating you. Yeah, I understand that a lot. So, um, you um what was it like starting stand up comedy at such a young age? You would know. Yeah, well like uh, you know, <laughs> no doubt, but um you've um been doing it for what, you started at sixteen? Yeah, like doing you know years. Yeah, it's so hard to find gigs at such a young age. Yeah, I got kicked mm-hmm. out of a lot of places. So mm-hmm. um so the rule I don't know if it's still the rule, mm-hmm. but when I started, I started in 2002. The rule was if they um, served food, mm-hmm. you could usually have people that mm-hmm. were under 21, um, sometimes as young as 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they would go mm-hmm. as young as 12, mm-hmm. but I would do cert- I would do open mics and, mm-hmm. and bar shows, and I, I mm-hmm. still look pretty young, um, mm-hmm. but I looked even younger when yeah. I was 16, mm-hmm. clearly. And... Um, I just kind of would sneak in um, mm-hmm. if it was a comedy club that used to let you in. And then when it was a more of a bar, mm-hmm. I got kicked out of a lot mm-hmm. of bars. Like yeah. when they would find out that I was 16. Yeah. Um, and that always sucks because I came in from New Jersey to New York City. Mm-hmm. So I would like pay, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was then, but let's say $14, mm-hmm. take the train, mm-hmm. find out I couldn't go and then I, I, I get oh, kicked yeah. out and then have to go home kind of empty handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was hard. I would say the benefit of it was um, I got a lot of attention. There's not a lot of female comics. There's more now yeah. than there used to be, but there mm-hmm. there definitely wasn't a lot of female comics mm-hmm. when I started and not a lot of young female comics when I started. So I was very uh, memorable, mm-hmm. and I've always had a dark sense of humor. I've always mm-hmm. talked about death and, mm-hmm. and like, scary stuff and mm-hmm. off-color stuff a lot. And because I was dark relatively funny for my age and uh a little bit of anomaly being Mm -hmm. a young female comic Mm -hmm. um people remembered me and I got work quicker Mm -hmm. than most people and Mm -hmm. the more you work Mm -hmm. the better you get and I think Mm -hmm. I got to be a stronger writer and a stronger Mm -hmm. performer faster Mm -hmm. than maybe somebody that might have started at 25 because Mm -hmm. I stood out yeah I sort of like understand that feeling of like so um like trying to stand out also like because um something I've been trying to do to stand out is what I mentioned earlier about like writing not jokes about having autism and stuff like that and um what else was I gonna say um oh I forget what else I was gonna say that's okay okay so um you start so you started very young oh yeah I heard about this other comedian. They, um, they started performing at 17, and they would um, print fake IDs so they could get into comedy clubs to perform. Yeah, it's super smart. Yeah, like like other kids are doing it to get into bars, strip clubs, and he's just over there doing it to get in, to perform at a comedy club. 
I think it's honestly one of the safer places you can be. I think, you know, my parents were weirdly supportive because they knew exactly where I was and they knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. So, um, you were, you're on the road a lot. What are some of your craziest stories? Well, you're not just on the road. You're like, you're in airplanes all over the world, basically. So what are some of your craziest stories from being on the road? Um... It depends what you define as crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I wrote a seven-minute joke. Um, am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah. I guess you, I guess you said assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote a seven-minute joke called Fuck Finland, which <laughs> was about how I went to go to Finland to do a mm-hmm. festival, and they wouldn't let me on the plane because they said my passport expired in oh. three months. I was going for two days, mm-hmm. and they said my passport expires in less than three months, and they have a rule. And so they wouldn't let me on the plane, so then I had to go to the U.S. Embassy, because I was in, coming from London, I had to go to the U.S. Embassy, get another um, passport, an emergency passport, then I had to rush to the airport, and then when I get to the airport for my next flight, they tell me they don't take emergency passports, and I almost cried, and then they, like, called Helsinki, and they did whatever they could, and I finally got to go. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't sound interesting here, but that was that was a rough day. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I... I <sighs> craziest is is probably just i don't know like i i I took uber scooters Mm -hmm. in finland like i was on the back of a motorcycle Mm -hmm. going to a gig on like an Mm -hmm. uber scooter in Mm -hmm. not in finland in thailand Mm -hmm. um i'm not i'm an adventurous person Mm -hmm. yeah and now i'm on a scooter Mm -hmm. where most people like holding my luggage okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i'm sure there's a better answer but Mm -hmm. Anything really yeah. scary? Yep. Anything ever really scary happened to you? Like, cause you're in all like you in tons of other countries, like all the time. Yeah, I've had I have I've had stalkers. Mm-hmm. I've had uh, people um, try to physically assault me. Mm-hmm. I've Jeez. definitely been. Yeah, I've, every bad thing that could mm-hmm. happen has probably mm-hmm. happened. Jeez. Um, you just have to be mm-hmm. safe, and yeah. you know, I take more precautions mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this job is, mm-hmm. you're by yourself a lot, mm-hmm, yeah. you're in places you've never mm-hmm. been before, mm-hmm. you're in a town mm-hmm. or country where mm-hmm. you don't know anybody, mm-hmm. um, sometimes you don't speak the language, mm-hmm. um, it can be scary, but yeah. I, I've, each mm-hmm. experience I learn something, mm-hmm. I take precautions, mm-hmm. I have weapons, mm-hmm. I love weapons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my um, brother also loves weapons. Like, he has, like, all these, like, BB guns. Like, well, he even has a crossbow. He's, like, 15 years old. He has, like, a hatchet. He has a machete, like, katana. He has everything you can name. It, like, the kids, I remember once I actually, we used to prepare, like, he was 14 at the time, and we would prepare for zombie apocalypses. I think it's smart. You never know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... You know, you'll you'll learn as you get older. Being mm-hmm. a female, I'm mm-hmm. I'm also very small. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, I'm barely over five foot, mm-hmm. and I'm like I said, I look very young. Mm-hmm. So uh, people try to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I mm-hmm. I have more precautions mm-hmm. than maybe a male comic mm-hmm. does. Yeah, it's so sad how stuff like that can happen. And, like, also, something that sort of bugs me is how, like, mean some people are to um, female comedians just because of their, just because they're female. Yeah, and sadly, it's Mm -hmm. people that are jealous because you're doing something they can't, or just 
how they were raised mm-hmm. and they don't yeah. see women as people mm-hmm. but yeah. you know you have to mm-hmm. there's tons of people mm-hmm. that do mm-hmm. believe in what I do and do yeah. support what I do mm-hmm. and you just have to focus on that yeah. you always have to focus on your supporters so um what else was I gonna ask you so you have dyslexia has that made like writing jokes harder for you or anything um I wouldn't say it makes it mm-hmm. The things that makes it challenging are mm-hmm. uh, re- rereading my handwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what mm-hmm. this word is. I definitely made it up. Um, memorizing dyslexia um, affects your memory. Mm-hmm. So I'll write a joke mm-hmm. and it takes me a lot longer to remember mm-hmm. it. I'm also a very visual learner. Mm-hmm. So some people, um, you know, they hear something or they think mm-hmm. of something and they can just keep it in their mind. I have to mm-hmm. physically write down my mm-hmm. jokes and then when mm-hmm. I edit, I have to edit on paper mm-hmm. and then I have to memorize it. And then mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll record my set and then I'll, when I'm editing it, I'll transcribe mm-hmm. the recording and then edit it on paper and then re-memorize mm-hmm. it again. Like I have to do, I would say twice as much work mm-hmm. than most people to mm-hmm. uh, edit my jokes mm-hmm. and remember my jokes because, uh, just the way my brain works mm-hmm. and how I learn and my memory. Mm-hmm. But um, physically writing the jokes, I don't feel like that's more challenging. Yeah. Well, like, at least because you, like, as you put it, I believe you write, like, twice as more, much as more, and, well, because you have to, but it makes you a better comedian because you're writing more. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more... Every time I write it, I memorize it easier. It's, like, more fresh in my mm-hmm. my mind. And um, because I'm a visual learner, mm-hmm. I see things maybe somebody else wouldn't see because yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the joke. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think I'm, I'm more detail-oriented mm-hmm. and a little more diligent than maybe the average mm-hmm. comic because of it. Yeah. So um, those were all of the questions I had for you. It was I really enjoyed having you on and... Before we leave, are there any social medias you would like to link? Yeah, everything is at Liz Mealy, so mm-hmm. L-I-Z-M-I-E-L-E. And, okay. um, you know, you can buy my book. Mm-hmm. I have two out of three hours free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll have a show together someday. Okay. Bye and have a fantastic day.